0: It is a tough time for many Canadians trying to make do with less as salaries and benefits lag behind the cost of living. Um, So what better time to welcome a new show to the Chorus Radio Network family devoted to those very topics and much more for what it's worth. will be hosted uh, by a name that many listeners will be familiar with. The show, of course, is called For What It's Worth. I wasn't just saying that. Uh, Rubita ahmed Haq is a frequent guest and contributor on Money Matters, including as 640 Toronto's uh, personal finance expert, and she joins me now. Thanks for your time. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So, so much to talk about these days. It feels like such a timely time, to, to use that word twice, to debut a show like this. What's been on the top of your list of things you've been looking at of late?
1: I mean, cost of living is top of mind for everyone. So whether you've been able to keep your job during the pandemic and financially you're feeling a little bit more comfortable, you're still getting that sticker shock. Every time you go to the grocery store, you fill up your gas tank, um, any anything you do. It's amazing how much more things cost now compared to just a year ago and how we continue to be surprised by our bills. Um, and for the other group of people who have seen their stop, job stop and start, um, they're in a really precarious position where uh, They have had to take out loans in order to just pay their day-to-day bills. They've relied on emergency funds in order to, uh, or emergency rather benefits in order to get through uh, the pandemic. And now they're faced with a recession. And often those individuals who are most affected by pandemic shutdowns were those in industries that are more recession, uh, more affected by recession, tourism, restaurants, uh, places where we don't spend when a recession is imminent.
0: Yeah, I mean, even your own experience, I know, is a reminder that when times are tough, a lot of us realize that we don't know as much about personal finance as we would probably like to.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping to do on For What It's Worth, is to make business, economic, personal finance, workplace news accessible. Because often when we turn on business news, they use terminology that really just we just glaze over. It feels like it feels unaccessible. It feels like it doesn't really speak to you. And I want to change that conversation. I really want people to feel like when they hear whatever guests that I have on, that they're speaking to them, that they can find a nugget in there where they walk away and they say, you know what? I think I learned something about my money today. Uh, this week on our first show, we have Matea Roach. She's the 23 time winner of Jeopardy, the the most successful Canadian Jeopardy contestant. And the reason I wanted to have her on was she won what is uh, the equivalent of $760,000 Canadian in a very short amount of time. And I wanted to ask her, how she was managing this money, this windfall from this game show win, because um, this is something that does happen, maybe not at that grand scale in our in our lives where we might get an inheritance, we might get a bump in pay at our job, we might win the lottery, which is probably the most unlikely. Uh, but what do you do when that happens, when you have that positive financial news? And it was really inspiring to hear how she's managing her money. And I think listeners will be surprised to learn how little she's actually spent of that cash. So when they walk away, they're going to say you know if 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 someone who's come into that much money can manage their money well and stay within their budget not live without outside of their means i think i can do it too
0: no doubt. I think my chances of winning the lottery are probably higher than beating Matteo Rocha at, uh, at Jeopardy. But yeah, that's a great probably. way of looking at it. Probably. <laughs> Mine yeah, as well, so, yes. <laughs> exactly. Because so many of us, I mean, something like an inheritance or so on, we struggle sometimes with a sudden windfall and how to manage it properly, what to do with it, how to make it grow and how to make sure that it lasts for longer than just, the you know, <laughs> the, the, immediate, um, you know well, the immediate high of having it, I guess.
1: Yeah. And how not to change our financial values? I mean, I really wanted to start with some positive stories uh, in the first show. And I felt I felt like she was someone that I watched really carefully or very closely. And our family sort of fell in love with her, just, just her sort of very sort of affable personalities, whip smart, all those things that, you know, just make you want to watch more and more of her. Uh, but we still have, you know, more serious topics on. We'll have a financial advisor on to talk about what's happening in the markets right now, what people should be doing with their investments, if they're worried because day-to-day things are changing so dramatically um, and what advice he has for people who are close to retirement, those who are starting out in their job. I mean, imagine getting your first full-time job in this environment. How do you save for you know a, a, an event that's going to be happening 40 years from now and then on top of it with markets being so volatile, you're wondering, should I even be putting my money into the stock market right now? So we'll have him answering those kind of questions and that's the kind of conversations I want to have is really speaking to everyday Canadians speak to people that uh, you know the conversations that we're having when we meet meet up with friends during the holidays about how much the cost of living has gone up how worried we are about our own retirement plans um, if we have money for a rainy day I think these are things that we're becoming more comfortable having conversations about because um, you know according to surveys we are learning more and more about our financial literacy we have a we have an appetite for that and so one way we learn is by talking about it with our friends and family and hopefully this is what it's going to feel like.
0: Yeah, I think Financial Literacy Month is coming to an end, actually. Is that is that November? I believe it is, because we did speak about this. Uh, I'm just trying to remember how long ago it was. But yeah, I mean, financial, there is a huge, and I think you pointed out that back during the uh, great financial crisis, more than a decade ago now, that was sort of an impetus of yours to really find out more about personal finance. I think a lot of people, when times are tough, simply want to know more about how to better manage their money.
1: Yeah, so at the time of 2008-2009 crisis, and you're right, this is Financial Literacy Month, November, in the right. month of November in Canada, but um, going back to your first, your other point, um, you know, I was working at the TSX Broadcast Centre, which is where a lot of business types come to do, um, you know, hits with national TV sure. and radio, because it's, it's, it's a broadcast centre that's set up, and at that time, I started recognising that, you know, there was a lot of people coming in that were, that very, very, very impressive titles and, you know, we're CEOs of banks in some cases, but a lot of what they were saying was kind of just going over everyone's head. And so I started putting myself out there and talking about personal finance, absorbing what they were saying and kind of making it more accessible for the everyday person, because really they're speaking to a very, very small percentage of people that actually are taking their information and understanding it. And as, you know, as I got, started getting more and more interested in personal finance, I started realizing that this is really... Um, something that is necessary. Uh, Where Canadians, you know, when something like the news comes out that RBC has bought HSBC Bank, well, what does that mean? Why do I care? I don't bank with either of those places. Why do I care about that? And so those are the kinds of stories that I want to talk about so that, you know, people should know that they should care, even if they don't bank, that it's less competition and that you may not get those really low mortgage rates that HSBC is is famous for offering in the spring and banks won't feel that they have to, to uh, compete with those low mortgage rates. And so we might be faced with even higher mortgage rates in in the future, because the bank that was more than likely to offer the lowest rate is no longer uh, in the game.
0: Rubina ahmed thank you so much. Welcome, Congratulations. Saturday mornings, I believe at 9 a.m. will be December the 3rd is the debut for what it's worth. Uh, Matea Roach, a great first guest. Look forward to hearing it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.